I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Hello, it's me, Christy Taylor. Today, we've got another episode of Escape Pod for you. That's the show we ran a few years ago to get some mental respite from that one thing that we all needed distraction from starting in 2020. But it's never too late to take a break from the news and learn something really, really cool. That's whether you've never had a chance to listen or were a fan of Escape Pod from the very beginning. So today, prepare to feel relaxed, tingly, and amazed because we're re-airing an episode that's all about sound from the barely audible sounds elephants can use to communicate to incredible audio illusions. And of course, we have to talk about the perplexing brain response known as ASMR that some people have to some sounds. Enjoy the show. Uh, Hello and welcome aboard the New Scientist Escape Pod. That noise you just heard was an elephant, a heavy breathing start to the show. Uh, All will become clear in a minute. It hasn't uh, escaped, has it? <laughs> ho, ho. Uh, joining me this week, say hello, Podders. Hello, I'm Bethan Ackley. I'm a sub-editor at New Scientist. And I'm Tim Revel, and I'm New Scientist's comment and culture editor. And I'm Rowan Hooper. I'm our podcast editor. Now, this week's theme is sound. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, is an elephant. What a fantastic noise. Now, what you might not know is that elephants, as well as that lovely trumpeting, they also use infrasonic communication. So that means uh, well, like humans can hear a range of frequencies of sound, but below about 20 hertz, we can't hear anything. But elephants use this sound space down to about 5 hertz. Can we hear some? We can, if you muck around with it and uh, increase the octaves, you can make it audible to humans. So let's hear some. Here's a couple of elephants chatting on the subspace frequency. Oh, wow. That's really strange. This is the female. Quite spooky. That's the male. So that's a recording from Cornell University from their elephant listening project from Central Africa. Um, So that frequency has been moved up about two and a half octaves. So the other week you had humming gorillas. Are you just going to keep doing animals making funny noises for your segments? (laughs) Well, actually, that's not a bad idea. (laughs) Now you've said that. 
Oh, you're encouraging him. So wh- why <laughs> do elephants do this? I mean, what are the advantages of using infrasound? Well, uh, low frequency sounds can travel much further because they don't get absorbed or deflected by vegetation. And that means a rumble, infrasonic rumble, can go seven kilometres, even in dense forest. And if the elephants are out on a savannah, it can go much, much, much further. So it's like super shouting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To communicate with, with other element, uh, elephants even. Yeah. So they, they, it's basically a kind of GPS to keep track of each other uh, and to send signals. And there's different infrasonic calls for different things. So when humans are around, uh, there's a certain kind of call. Uh, and when there's bees around, they use a different, another different kind of call because we know, well, elephants don't like bees. Do, do they like mice? Uh, well, no, we know elephants don't like mice. Elef- <laughs> elephants famously don't like... No, I don't know. Don't know about mice. Um, but, uh, but, that, but they do change their calls according to social status. So um, a subordinate male will increase the pitch of his rumble if he hears a dominant male. But what I love about this is that elephants make their calls in the same way we do. So they make they vocalise in the same way by moving air over the vocal folds in the throat and generating different frequencies and then changing the structure of the sound with their mouth and their nose. Oh, I, I see where this is going. Okay. Yeah, because they've got long noses. Uh, so, <laughs> the, you know, the, the trunk... Uh, Fact of the day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Their trunk is uh, almost two metres long, uh, and that gives them all this capacity to modify the structure of the calls as it's travelling through the trunk, and they can concentrate sound energy and, and end up with very low-frequency rumbles. And the other thing I love about this is their hearing is so good at these low-frequency ranges that they can hear clouds approaching. What, really? Yeah. So, you know, we can hear thunder coming from afar right but they can hear that from much further like a cloud forming from far far away that we can't hear that's a that's on this subsonic frequency that's amazing that's amazing yeah now beth do i need do i need to whisper close to the (laughs) microphone to introduce this next bit did that did that work i almost (laughs) what are you doing oh god (laughs) so um what you're trying to do uh, is induced <laughs> ASMR, which stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Um, so it's a it's a sort of brain tingle. It's the, it's the shiver that you get when you listen to a crisp packet rustling and mm. things like that. Have you have you guys ever felt that? I mean, it doesn't work for me at all. So I always find it really weird when people talk about it and spend hours watching videos of someone having their head shaved. It works if someone would like whispers in my ear, but I, I don't think it really works. On, you know, watching on YouTube. Oh, that's interesting because I get it a little bit, but some people get it mm. really, really, really intensely. Mm. And it can be triggered by all sorts of things depending on the person. But um, some common triggers include whispering, as you say, crisp sounds. So things like scratching and pages turning, uh, people eating, all mm. sorts of stuff. Um, there was a study in 2017 that found that lower, slower and repetitive sounds are more likely to trigger ASMR. And we're going to try and trigger that feeling in in you guys. Um, so I'm going to make some sounds, um, and uh, it's really easy to make with just a microphone. Um, sometimes wearing headphones with this can help as well. So maybe put some on if you can. Right. So my first one is that I'm going to, I'm going to whisper to you guys. New scientist first published on the 22nd of November, 1956 is a magazine that covers all aspects of science and technology. Basically. (laughs) 
I am tingling, but it, oh. it had nothing to do with what you with the with the whispering. Just the thrill of new scientists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that one didn't work. Okay. Well, let's try something else then. Um. So I'm going to try for my next trick. I've I've got a bit of plastic here, and I'm going to try and see if this triggers it for you. Not massively. I kind of no. want it to stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's a response, I suppose. One, I'll have one more crack at it. Um, okay. So now I'm going to, just to warn you, I'm going to bite into an apple. <laughs> I mean, that was really good bite of an apple. It was. It was. Uh, that... I'm not sure it was spine tinglingly good, but it was good. I'll try not to take offense at that. <laughs> okay, I hope you so... at least managed to expense an apple out of this. <laughs> I'll try. Um, so clearly that didn't work for you guys, but um, maybe it worked for some people at home. But um, it's still unclear why ASMR occurs and why only some people seem to experience it. So some studies that looked at people experiencing ASMR have found that they show increased activity in parts of the brain that are associated with emotion and empathy, for instance. Oh, no. Have Rowan and I have we got hearts yeah. of stone? Is that the problem? Cold passes. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, and, and they've also found that um, their heart rates can slow down to a greater extent while watching ASMR videos than other people's do. But there's still huge amounts that we don't know about it. Interesting. So ASMR, it's not the only weird type of sound that induces a strange reaction, right? There's also this thing called the shepherd tone. And I think you've brought along a clip for us to listen to. I have. <laughs> make it stop <laughs> it's space oh, age isn't it yeah I'm feeling tense actually <laughs> yeah I get instant reaction of feeling tense from that yeah mm. okay so more effective than ASMR then maybe well this is known as the shepherd tone uh, which is an effect that was first described by the cognitive scientist Roger Shepard in 1964 uh, it's an illusion in which a, a noise sounds like it's rising ever higher or falling ever lower without actually changing. So it's often referred to as a musical barber's pole for that reason, if you uh -huh. know that image. I hadn't heard that one before, but I have heard it in Christopher Nolan films a lot. Yeah, yeah. He um he used that in Dunkirk, actually, um to sort of rack up the tension. And in lots of his films, like The Prestige and stuff, a lot of bands have used it as well, like Queen has, Pink Floyd has, um, Godspeed You Black Emperor. And um, Franz Ferdinand, for instance, they, they used it in a song called Always Ascending. So that's appropriate. And um, <laughs> once you first hear it, you'll start listening out for it in places. So how do you make an audio illusion? So, so this one is created by layering three notes over each other, uh, each separated by an octave in pitch, and then messing with the volume. Mm -hmm. So let's say that we're creating a rising sound like the one we just heard. Each of the three sounds will get higher at the same rate but the highest of the three tones will get quieter while the lowest of the three gets louder. And then the middle one stays at the same volume. Okay. So what happens is that your brain hears at least two of those sounds rising at the same time. So you're tricked into thinking that the sound is rising perpetually when it, when it, it isn't. In the version we just heard, the notes rise smoothly rather than stepping from C to D and so on. So that's known as a shepherd rissé glissando. Uh, this mm. was created by the French composer, Jean-Claude Rousset, who also created a similar effect with rhythm. So there's one where the tempo seems to just get faster and faster when it's right. Matched. Yeah. Wow. So I do have one more audio illusion to play you. Uh, and this should be more relaxing than those two. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> so to hear this next effect, you will need to be wearing headphones because it's to do with how we hear sounds in stereo. Binaural beats are what happens when you take two steady tones with slightly different frequencies, uh, so less than 40 hertz between them, and you play one through each ear. So when you listen to both of these tones, you start to hear them wobbling, despite the fact that both the tones are constant. So you can test that by lifting up one side of your headphones. And that oscillating sound is a binaural beat. Now there's a lot of talk online about the potential health effects of binaural beats. Lots of people will tell you that they help you concentrate and improve your mood by encouraging your brain cells to fire at the same frequency as they would during certain states, like deep sleep. But it's important to note that there is no strong evidence that binaural beats actually cause this to happen or have those effects on mood and concentration. You might feel relaxed while listening to binaural beats, but there's no evidence that this is more relaxing than listening to birdsong or rainfall. I do not uh, find it that relaxing. Am I the <laughs> only one? It's like, it feels quite intense. Yeah, it, it, it certainly clears my head a bit, not necessarily in a good way. But yeah, there are huge communities of people who really find it quite relaxing. But yeah, so what we do know is that it's it's a cool illusion and some people seem to enjoy it. I, I did have a, a sleep machine that um, I wore um, to try to hack my sleep. And mm. it, it, I've just realised it used those binaural beats in oh, wow. as you're going to sleep. And it tries to, and, it, and at least it said it was trying to get your brainwaves into, into deep sleep rhythm more quickly. Did it have the effect? Yeah, I thought it was really cool, actually. It works. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Now, Tim, let's have something genuinely soothing, please, if possible. <laughs> Is that rain? So, yeah, that's rain, which many people find very relaxing. But yeah. this isn't just any rain. It's rain that has been modified to make it white noise. Mm. That is nice. That is soothing, I will admit. You've outdone me, Tim. So what is white noise then? So white noise is, is probably best known as like that strange sound you get on old TVs when you set them between the channels. And that's obviously <laughs> not relaxing. That's like that shh yeah. static, which mm. is really horrible. But what white noise really is, is it's noise that covers all of the audible spectrum. So it contains all of the frequencies that we can hear, all of the different pitch notes all together. So it's a little bit like with light, when you get all of the frequencies coming together, you get white light. That's where the word white noise comes from. Uh, it's all of the different sound frequencies all coming together. So I think I've got another one. Let's listen to um, the second clip that we've got. This is lovely. Yeah, so here there's clearly a bit more going on. You can hear different Ooh. animals, cicadas. Mm. There's even sort of a low rumble of thunder in there somewhere. Yeah, it's an elephant. Yeah, maybe it's an <laughs> elephant. 
I should say all of these recordings, they come from Stefan Pidgeon, who runs this fantastic website called My Noise. And he's extremely dedicated to creating interesting white noise soundscapes. So obviously you could just play every frequency all at once. But what he does is he tries to create something a lot more interesting. So that last clip was from a trip where he went to Sumatra, went into the jungle and tried to find as many different sounds in nature that he could so that he could cover the entire spectrum. And then he blends all of that together. So there's lots of people who like listening to white noise and there, there are loads of apps and websites and things dedicated to them. And some of them are more like nature sounds like that. But there are also millions of people who spend their time listening to hums from air conditioning units or from <laughs> electronics and things. It's really weird. Um, but it sort of plays a particular, a particular role in that people use it to try and drown out other sounds. White noise is like particularly good at drowning out other noises compared to, for example, just listening to music or doing something else. And the reason that's the case is because to drown something out, you want to have, you want to be listening to a frequency that is the same as the thing that you are trying to drown out. So if you're listening to music, it will, it will often, it will have the same frequency depending on what it is you're trying to drown out, but it won't constantly Whereas that's where white noise, because it has every one of the um, frequencies in the audible spectrum, it does a much, much better job of drowning something out and can do so at a much quieter volume than if you were just listening to something else. So people have started to experiment with other flavors of white noise too. So there's, there's this thing called pink noise. And this covers some of the same frequencies as white noise, but some of the lower frequencies are a bit louder. And so you might want to do this, for example, if you live near a train station and there's a constant low rumble, pink noise will work a bit better for that. And so all, actually everything we've listened to so far is that variant of white noise called pink noise. And we've got um, one more clip I just want to play you. So let's just have a listen to that. So you can hear this one's a bit more experimental. It's no longer just rain or, um, you know, a constant hum. It's music. It's, it's ambient music, though, isn't it? It's, it's ambient like... music, yeah. but it's, it's serving a specific purpose. It's trying to cover all of the audible spectrum all at right. once. So it's sort of, if music is a form of escapism, this is like the ultimate form because it's been optimised to block out the outside world. That would definitely work on me. I feel very relaxed already. So Stefan, he calls white noise a form of sonic blanket. It's just this, yeah, it's like a really nice way to just block out everything from the outside world. Lovely. I'm going to go and wrap myself in a sonic blanket right now. (laughs) That's all for this week's Escape Pod. Do subscribe and tell everyone about the Escape Pod and get in touch with us on Twitter at New Scientist Pod. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 This podcast is produced by OG Podcasts. Find out more at ogpodcasts.co.uk. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. 
the nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.